Event marketing is a secret sauce. Some people market events exceptionally well. In the main, most people are really spending a lot of time talking about event marketing, but it's just, it's a very, it's relentless. If you can imagine being a local business running three to four events a week, trying to keep on top of that with, with the plethora of tools that are out there from email, social, SMS, listing sites, ticketing, it's a huge job. Hey everyone, you are listening to the MarTech Wiz podcast. This podcast is all about marketing technology or MarTech, and we talk with marketing technology leaders about their marketing, their technology, and their journey in the business world of marketing technology. So what you'll take away from these discussions are industry best practices, some trends that are going on in marketing technology, as well as some actionable insights of things that you can implement in your organization. My name is Steven Stanzak, by the way, founder of MarTech Wiz. Let's get into the podcast. In this episode of the MarTech Wiz podcast, we speak to Richard Green of Event, and that's spelled E-double-V-N-T. And we recently sat down in New York and discussed Event, which is a better way of posting events online. We also talked about their recent partnership with Yext, and Yext is actually one of the latest $1 billion tech companies after their successful IPO and one of the highest value companies in New York. We also discuss the best practices of event marketing, which I believe is one of the most underutilized but most impactful marketing channels, and also the journey that event took to become a five-year-old profitable and global company. So today we have Richard Green from Event. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. It's good to be in New York, sunshiny. Yeah, we have a very nice day today. Good that the weather's not too hot. I know last time you were here. Much different story, huh? Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, blizzard. I saw Yext uh, when I visited last time for a blizzard, and this time the sun's shining and we were on launch. So, uh, yeah, it's been interesting, New York. Yeah, we go to the extremes with the weather, that's for sure, but not until like the UK. Mm. Let's not talk about the UK, will yeah. That's why I left. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Event. Maybe in a nutshell, what Event does for those who are not familiar with it. Okay. Well, Event is a um, events marketing platform. We kind of sit in the uh, event automation tech space. Our mantra as a, as a business and as a service is we provide single submission event marketing. Our objective is to enable an events organizer, a venue, someone who has a public facing event mm-hmm. to submit an event through an ad event form. Once we capture that data, then our job is to distribute, publish, and ensure that it has the maximum possible reach to attract customers. One of the interesting things about events is that they start and finish. You have a very small window of time to give them a power punch impact and to get in front of customers. So events, primary function. Um, We've been operating for around five years. Our primary function focuses transferring events content that's submitted once into a really powerful network of event listing sites that ensure that the event's seen, Mm -hmm. people are aware of it, and uh, they go to those events. Like my ambition is to make every event submission coming into event successful through awareness and people attending. And so what's an example that someone would use? Basically, if you're putting on a meetup, you could then put it on Eventbrite and then you could then put it on other event sites. Yeah, so what we've done is um, back in 2012, we started the service and our ambition was to submit an event once, from a, get an event submission from one customer and mm-hmm. serve it to a listing site. And that just grew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were picked up by customers in many countries. 
Uh, we operate today in 139 countries. And what happens is within our application, if we receive an event and you get a report that lists all the sites that we have distributed the content to, if there is a site missing, because you're the you're the pro at maybe technology events in New York, mm -hmm. if we're missing any sites, you can make suggestions. And any sites that are suggested to us, we add to the technology within three to five days and it becomes part of our network. Uh, we've also started to look at how we incorporate uh, other products uh, into the proposition. So a year and a half ago, we did an integration with Eventbrite. We can sync and connect your Eventbrite events into the application to broadcast out or you can give us the information and we can create you an Eventbrite um, page to collect ticket sales. The beauty of that is when we come to do our job of distribution, customers want to know how it's going. So we track clicks from those sites back to reg pages, but we also show uh, registrations and sales. So we can physically show customer sales and dollars mm -hmm. on a report uh, with regards to ticketing and Eventbrite. So there's a lot more to do, I think. As a vision around the business, we want to not only submit to listing sites, but we feel that we want to be able to deliver a campaign of services. So that could include email marketing, social media posting, SMS confirmation. There's a whole suite of services uh, that any uh, seasoned event marketeer would use. Right. We believe we can deliver that in a click uh, from a single event submission. You don't have to think about it. Uh, we know what has to be done. We just have to package it and deliver it. So mm -hmm. there's still a lot more work to be done at event. So that must be a very challenging endeavor to have to connect to all these different platforms. They're all using different technologies. How do you go about that in terms of connecting one event with one source of information to all these different systems that don't necessarily have the same fields or, or the same technology? Yeah, it's something that we're very passionate about. Uh, we have a service commitment that we will submit your event to every event listing site that will take that content based on category and location. If you were to tell us about sites that we don't have on in the network, because it's not on your report when we deliver it, we add them. And that workflow is very exciting. What it allows us to do is it allows us to reach out to publishers that we might not be aware of today. And when we go to those publishers, we, we arrive with some really interesting stuff. Publishers of events in, in, you know, in Dallas, in Chicago, uh, in New York, they want events content delivered. So we come bearing gifts. We come with a client's event that we want to get on their site. We come with technology tools to enable that content to be delivered in a better way. And also we pass on some of the revenues that we charge from selling our premium services to the publishers because we want that relationship to be really very, very solid. In terms of the network, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges is if you think about as a technology company, if you wanted to do something around the ticketing business or around the airplane business or the hotel business, the infrastructure's there. Mm -hmm. Like there's many companies that are doing aggregation of, of channels in that sector because the infrastructure's there. In the events industry, it's been very unloved. There is no infrastructure. So events journey over the last five years has been around implementing and creating that infrastructure. With Eventbrite and Eventful, there's APIs that we can work with, but there is four and a half thousand event listing sites that don't have the API capability on their side of the fence. So what we've done as a technology company from day one is we've created an API approach to the process and we provide our technology tools to event listing sites and they can literally engage with us as a business, access our events content, serve it on their site, 
provide best-in-class marketing premiums from us as part of the solution and we're building that network every time we sign up a publisher and either use their API or they use ours we're starting to build a network of connectivity mm. and that infrastructure doesn't exist today and we're passionate about continuously building that out what's been some of your biggest successes in terms of getting customers on board and getting people to try it when they're new to this um, single submission event process well, it's really interesting. I think we have two sectors. There's the local space and there's the enterprise space. So local is comedy, live, mm-hmm. theatres, arts. Mm-hmm. If you think about the enterprise space, it's conferencing, trade shows, exhibitions, festivals. The person that sits behind those two types of businesses, the local business, that person is busy. They're not really an event marketing specialist. They have lots of different ways of promoting an event and also they have lots of events. It's relentless. Uh, and we approach that in a different way than we would enterprise. Enterprise, you've got a seasoned uh, marketing professional who has a huge amount of time to promote a conference that might be six months away and they have budget, skill, time, expertise. So how do we get to them? Well, the first really exciting point, I think, about uh, what we do is we don't just cold call or market people generally we wait till they go through the process of adding an event onto the internet themselves. Because the moment they go through the process of filling out an ad event form, I already know that they buy into putting the content onto a listing site. So as soon as they do that, our technology finds that content, we serve an email to them and we preload that content into an ad event form and go, listen, we know you just put your event onto Eventful, here is all of that content in our ad event form. Do you want to replicate what you've just done, which is smart? And would you like that content onto 40, 50, 60 more sites as part of getting more audience, targeted audience on site, getting more coverage? And then they have the option of looking at that content. What you'll normally find is they'll go, actually, if it's gonna go everywhere, I'm gonna just add more information. So content quality starts to increase. This can be done from a mobile device because we've preloaded most of the work, so it's just a quick tweak and go. Mm-hmm. And then their option is to submit the event. Once we've received the event, we distribute it. So if you think about it, our customers, there's around 51 million events being put onto the web every six weeks. Mm-hmm. We think there's about 4 billion events go onto the web every year. They're already being put on there by people and they're already doing that, that the filling out that event form. So for us to offer a service that is the same process, but with a distribution of between 20 and 30 million potential customers monthly that are sitting on these sites, Mm -hmm. I think it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, The big difference about the customer is in the local space, they're doing it themselves. They don't know there's another solution out there. So education is a big part of that Mm -hmm. and their budgets are small we've produced a service that we can get to market for between 30 and $80 for local. So mm-hmm. it's affordable and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's news. Uh, in terms of the enterprise space, they're definitely looking for solutions. They find us very quickly because they want to find solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, in the enterprise space, we're charging between sort of $800 to promote a conference. Well, most conferences are between five and $3,000. So that it's affordable again. So the big difference is I think there is a, a similarity between local enterprise that they're both submitting content to listing sites 
I think they're both wanting an affordable solution, which we really have focused on because we didn't want to overcharge because we know it's relentless in terms of events content. But I think the biggest challenge is in the enterprise space, getting to people is a lot easier and they have bigger volumes. The local space is extremely difficult to get to because mm -hmm. there's just there's just so many venues, so many events going on all the time, which is why we uh, are in New York speaking to the likes of Yex to have already gone through that journey of, of accessing high volumes of local customers, local venues, local business owners. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your partnership with Yex and what exactly that means for Yext and for Event? Well, Yext is um, it's a phenomenal company. You know, if you if you go and look at the journey that Yext's been through, they provide a syndication service, a, a business listing syndication service, and what that means if you are a business who has information such as opening times, photos, descriptions, summaries, links to website and social offers, reviews. If you are a business that has that content, and every business does, mm -hmm. they provide a single entry point to manage that across the network of business directory sites such as Yelp, Yelp Yellow Pages, mm -hmm. White Label, uh, White Services. You're also looking at Facebook pages, Google pages. So it's a business that provides a syndicated service for a local business. However, What's really interesting uh, at Yext is they haven't managed to figure out how to uh, support events content and the distribution of events content because most business listing sites don't do a good job of managing events because it's tricky. So we've specifically focused on the syndication of an event to all listing sites. And I think for Yext, this is a really great opportunity to enable their current customer base to provide events content and get a service via Yext that is very similar to the Yext service, but in fact really focuses on distribution of the events content, getting customers to see that content and, and allowing our technology to deliver that accountability in terms of reach, clicks and revenue back to the event itself. Mm -hmm. So I think for Yext, Yext definitely going through a process of adding third party companies to add value to the Yext customer experience. Mm -hmm. And for me, of the 20 companies that are on that list, I think events proposition is, is almost like a marriage. Yeah. It's an extension of Yext's core business and I think it's gonna be a really exciting period for us to be supplying their business base with our events service. If someone is a local hotel and they're putting on an event and they're already working with Yext, how then they go ahead and submit an event with event? It's really super simple. So what we've done is we've done an API integration with Yext. Uh, the Yext customer base is going to be introduced to the app directory where they can choose any of those apps. Mm -hmm. With regards event, if they say, well, listen, I am a hotel. I have my information with Yext and it's being updated everywhere and I'm a happy customer. Mm -hmm. But I do have these events for the hotel that I want to put through Yext. Today they go into Yext and they appear in some places, but it's not as well executed because they don't have the distribution that we have. We have over four and a half thousand event listing sites uh, mapped within our technology. So to be able to get to those sites based on the category and location, it's as simple as this. You go into the Yext account, you choose the, uh, the event app, you sync between Yext and events tech to allow us to receive the content. You have to give us permission 
your events, content, and calendars that sit within Yext then are transferred over to us technically. Mm-hmm. We transfer that data into our data set and we provide a report per event that you get. Mm-hmm. And our job is to see if you want to use our freemium service mm-hmm. or if you want, we can put you onto a paid package, which means that that events content that's being supplied by Yext not only goes to a few sites, but hits the full network of sites mm-hmm. to deliver that marketing. My normal approach is that we get customers to fill out an ad event form. Because the content's already in the Yex depository, mm-hmm. it's a matter of three or four clicks and adding a package to your account to achieve exceptional event marketing. So that said, it's still probably going to be a challenge since it's something new for even people that are on the Yex platform to put an event through. Do you have any plans in place in terms of to almost internally promote that so you can get the most amount of Yex customers to also use event. Yeah, I think it's an education. I, I really do. I, I know that we've talked about this with another a few of the companies. There's a company in New York called Splash. Uh, I spoke to Ben Hyman about his business. They're also on the app directory, which is great because they're a phenomenal company. They, they really focus on blue chips. And he, his, his feedback to me was about 50% of these blue chip companies use public facing events. So I know in the Yext community that there's going to be a huge amount of companies that run events. I think our first challenge is to have Yext communicate the fact that they have this new data opportunity in terms of collection. Before you even get to where it goes, I think the story is how does Yext educate its current customer base that it's, it's gonna need to uh, improve the data collection around the events piece. Because they have a, an event collection form that's quite limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an extensive data collection form because data in equals great data out, which equals great marketing. Mm-hmm. So our first job with the X is to, is to work with them to expand the data collection. Uh, the second stage will be for us to help them and support them drive outbound marketing to their customers to inform them that events data is now interesting and Yext mm. is a place to send events data. Uh, and then the third thing I think really is we're trying to figure out how we provide sales collateral and educate their internal sales teams. They have a very large sales organization across the US, in Germany, in the UK, uh, sitting across SMB local sales, enterprise sales, and agency. So I think the easiest way for us to bounce the the sales opportunity and the customer information is to basically educate their sales organization on what event does as a service. Mm -hmm. And when a customer's on the phone talking about their need to get their information, their local information accurate, if that's a nightclub, if that's a theater, an arts gallery, if it's a conference and exhibition center, you just know that local events data is a very important part of how they generate business. So I think the event story will just slot beautifully into Yext and event as a, as a partnership. I think that that story is going to be very, very, uh, very clean. Mm-hmm. So education of the customers through direct marketing and through the, the Yext organization, I think that's going to be my, my role to support over the next three to six months. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about how event can help promote the events in terms of marketing the events so that they're successful, that the attendance is good. Would you have any advice for people who are listening who put on events? What's the best angle to put on the event or what are the best 
events that have been most successful that you've seen since you kind of have such a good sense of this space? Event marketing is a secret sauce that we're trying to make uh, more generalized. And we're trying, to, we're trying to take the secret sauce. Some people market events exceptionally well. In the main, most people are really spending a lot of time talking about event marketing, but it's just, it's a very, it's relentless. If you can imagine being a local business running three to four events a week, trying to keep on top of that with, with the plethora of tools that are out there from email, social, SMS, listing sites, ticketing, it's a huge job. But in terms of like your top tips to ensure an event has its best chance mm-hmm. and you feel like you're actually succeeding, I think the approach is this. Number one, when you've decided to run an event, you've got to make sure that event is far enough away to give yourself the time to do the work that's going to give you the success. Like if you're running an event tomorrow, you're just not going to be able to do the work. So you've got to try and get, I think, four to eight, 12 weeks in game in terms of preparing for an event to market it. That's number one. Number two, once you know the event's going to happen, you've got to go and create a ticketed or RSVP-based page that you point all of your traffic to. Mm -hmm. Because everything that you do should turn into customer interest that should convert into a ticket sale, even if it's a free ticket sale, but it's a registration or a ticket sale. But you want to capture that. The next piece is you are then going to think about what tools are you going to use to market your event. They normally sit in two categories. One is marketing to your current customers, which might be email marketing, social media, SMS, might even be print. And then lastly, you want to try and figure out how you put in place some marketing activities that attack customers that you don't know about. You're trying Mm -hmm. to get from a new business audience. I think in most cases, events have between 30 and 40% repeat customers from the people that know them. Mm -hmm. But you're looking to try and bring in you know, between 60, 40 and 60% new business to any event that you're running. And that's hard. Yeah. If I asked you to go and spend some dollars today driving marketing on new business, everything sounds expensive. Accelerating that process to all listing sites is just common sense to do that. Google becomes event discovery. And that is where customers are today. 86% of people that look for an event generally go to Google and search for it. Uh, when they search for it, if you're on 40 or 50 calendars, Google delivers the results, the customer finds the event, your new business audience is at Google and we just deliver Google through syndication of content to credible sites. It's, those are, that's, those are, that's kind of the process I would go through. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because I know sometimes I've searched events in the past and I've had a little trouble with it. I know one of your um, advantages that you will provide people with actually helping them with the search visibility and the SEO. Do you know something, it's a total total shift. This is the penny drop moment for people when we introduce our service. They come to us because they want to submit an event and target specific customer types. Mm -hmm. And they only want to be on certain sites because they want to target customers. You've got to take an entire shift in mentality to understand how event works. We already know that the customer that you're trying to target is looking for an event in organic search. Mm -hmm. The problem is that your event is not listed there and if it is on a site or a couple of sites, Google just doesn't get it in front of the person that's searching as efficiently because Mm -hmm. it's just not strong enough. The moment you take an event and you syndicate it to 40 or 50 listing Mm -hmm. sites, 
when a customer's searching and looking for a comedy event in Manhattan, Google recognizes that the content volume and the relevancy is so good that it delivers it back. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the targeting is really Google doing a phenomenal job of indexing phenomenal content on phenomenal sites and delivering back what is a, a really good user experience for the customer. Yeah. Um, I ask this question all the time, like people think, people think that the events market is kind of, it's okay, but there's a few approaches to uh, marketing an event and there's a few approaches to finding an event. Uh, y plan, which was one of the, the big stories for event marketing on the mobile app, which is, you know, topical. Why plan produced a event marketing product for the mobile app. They spent 31 million pounds trying to do it. They failed. When I go into a meeting, I'll say, well, Facebook just launched Facebook events mm -hmm. on the app. Is it on your phone? No, because we, we haven't quite figured it out yet. Google have launched uh, Facebook events on an app. Have you got that on your phone? No, because they still haven't figured it out. So until someone figures out the event app system mm -hmm. for users and Facebook and Google currently haven't succeeded mm -hmm. and they're big companies, my belief is that today Google is event discovery. Mm -hmm. Syndication of your content to all relevant listing sites means that you get in front of a targeted audience. That content indexing to Google means that Google does a phenomenal job of getting you seen when a consumer does a local event search. And 86% of people are looking for events via Google. And that is how I think you deliver value in an affordable way using just normal straight line. You're talking targeted audience, SEO and mobile. They're great methods of marketing. So I think there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of work to be done before we're sitting with an app on our phone that delivers us the exact event we want to go to at the time we want to go. It's tricky. Can you tell us a little bit about how event got started? I was working for um, well, I I've worked in the the listing business for fifteen years. My first job was with eBay UK when it was a small company, and that's a product listing. I then went and worked for a company. Uh, which was a, it's called Touch Local, but it was an, a local business listing. I then ended up working for a company called Quipe, which was another business listing company that was bought by uh, Yelp for around $80 million. Uh, and whilst at Quipe, I noticed that we, and my job at Quipe was to build products. So I was, I would design products and then developers would produce them. And my aim was to produce commercial products that we could sell to market. And it puzzled me that at quite we had this, because it was a business directory all across Europe. So it was in UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and we had this business directory product. But in there was this events listing service. If you're a local business, you could submit an event. When you submitted an event, I noticed that these quite pages would rank. And I'd be like, this is interesting. But you'd need a lot of these pages to make, because the event comes and goes. A business is usually on the web for one, two, three, five, ten years, but an event's four weeks. So you, you, how do you deal with that? So when I left Quipe, I was challenged by the event marketing problem. And that was the fact that an event comes and goes. It specifically rates to local businesses, which means it was a big audience. And I really wanted to figure out how to approach that. So we set up event in April 1st, 2012, and I, my when I interviewed a lot of event organizers, one thing that they all did was put an event on a listing site. Mm -hmm. And because I'd seen this rank, I was I questioned, 
if we could get an event to all listing sites based on the category and location of the event, how would that look in terms of event marketing as a, as a product, obviously impacting an organic search result? Because organic search is the number one way, the most uh, prized jewel of any marketing company. And that's how it began. We, we literally started by signing clients, taking their content, putting it on lots of listing sites. And actually in the early days, the, the, the MVP, the minimum viable product of the business, we served back a list of those sites in a Google Doc mm-hmm. and we put a, a link to all of the pages we created in the Google Doc and we just shared it with the client. So the early stage of the business was very, very exploratory and you know, we, we, we literally started the journey with a really interesting problem and a very hands-on approach. But mm-hmm. I think one of the, the other sides of the business is because we didn't have a huge amount of funding from the get-go, we were very dependent on the relationship as a technology company with the stake the main stakeholder which was a an events organizer or an events venue and that that relationship has continued to serve as well because everything inside event in terms of the technology that we have built over the last five years has been from specific requirements and requests of our clients mm-hmm. we haven't just built something and gone here it is we've actually just really taken an iterative build process from mm-hmm. what is a very uh, interesting industry. Mm-hmm. And was there any early on inflection point, any early on customer success that really propelled you to get to where you are now? There's so many, there's so many stories in any startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very proud to be operating as a company five years after, after an initial inception. Mm-hmm. Um, we built um, a technology stack after three months of understanding what our MVP would be. That's actually still in place today. I think I'm very proud of the fact we got that right from day one and we've built on that platform. The biggest value in our business today is the people that work within it. Uh, what was interesting to see, Yex had a $88 million turnover last year and also raised $51 million from Insight Ventures. And yesterday in that office, there's over 200 people you know, battling with building success. Uh, in London, uh, where we are operating on 12 staff, we've been operating for five years, we have a profitable business, and we continue to grow out products and services to enable event success. So mm-hmm. I think our biggest, our biggest story is just, I believe uh, we, get, we have very happy customers, and I believe the people that we support, uh, every time they spend money with us as a business, we reinvest that within improving the, the, the platform. So that's, that's kind of our, my biggest thing. I, I, I love the fact that we, we're, we're, I think we're our trusted brand, and I believe that people uh, support what we're trying to achieve. Because event marketing, there's no other company out there right now that does what we do, and event marketing's tough. So we're taking on a, it's like a David and Goliath story for me, I think, and um, I believe that we're winning. So what's the type of culture that you try to foster at event? Well, it's challenging. You know, at the end of the day, in London specifically, the type of people that you want to attract to the company, you just can't afford. Uh, you know, there's the companies that are raising big money, they're getting the staff. So we, you know, we are a startup culture, although I'd say five years in, we're starting to move away from that a little bit. Uh, but the culture in the organization is very much, uh, we hire people that are very interested in the events industry. We try and keep them as long as possible within the business. I have a very flat management structure. I try and, and give everyone a voice. Uh, and we try and empower people to make really 
business critical decisions and we share those decisions and, and come to agreements on how we move the business forward. I, I love the fact that we have a very flat management structure. Anyone in the organization can talk to me about how the business should be improved. And if we get good suggestions and ideas from the team, they're very much added to what is our workflow mm-hmm. for, for development. It's something that's the, ch- it's the challenging part about owning a, uh, a small business is when you leave the office, generally the CEO or founder is the color. But for me, I, I believe that the staff really own the, the, the culture. And my job is mm-hmm. to pr- produce an environment for them to, to really blossom. Uh, but really, when I step out of the office, you, you want that environment to maintain because of the people. So mm-hmm. I think our business culture is, is very, it's a very flat management structure, encouraging contribution. And um, I think, you know, it's as in any tech startup, you have people that are really passionate about what they do and they want the, the business to succeed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important part. And we also... One of the things that we do in London specifically is we, we all we go out once a month as a team and we always go to a client. Whoever invests in us as a company, mm-hmm. uh, we go and you know we go to bowling alleys, we go to comedy, we we've got a ball a new bar in London's open that's running a ball pit. It's got a ball pit uh, piece, okay. so we're going there on Thursday tomorrow. So we also try and bring the team together outside of work and we invest our revenues back into companies that are investing mm-hmm. with us. I think that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah. Whether it's a marketing technology or even a non-marketing technology, can you talk to us a little bit about how you were able to build a, a successful tech stack and if any of those were crucial marketing technology products? I'm a single founder and it's very apparent. If you can get a, it's, it's, a, it's a three founder play in most spaces. You want a, a commercial guy, you want an ops guy with marketing and you want a tech. And, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the luxury of, of that at the very beginning. So I was very fortunate to find uh, a guy called Dan Singerman, um, who acted as a CTO for me, mm-hmm. and he built our MVP. This guy continues to build products inside our business and continues to uh, impress uh, me specifically with how he understands the business and delivers value, because technology is expensive, but you get it right and it leverages. And he always gets it right. So Dan's a, a phenomenal asset to our organization. We've tried numerous ways to grow the technology team. We've tried doing it in-house, but we always have struggled to match the price of getting the very best in London because the very best are taken or being paid a fortune. Contracts obviously are very expensive as well. Mm-hmm. So we tried in-house, that was quite tricky. We've tried offshore, um, and we are working with a company right now called NetGuru that are based out in Poznan in Poland. And I have to say, as an organization, they've managed to provide us. They're a Ruby on Rails outfit, which is what our, our, our stack's built on. And what's nice about uh, NetGuru as an organization is that it feels like it's your development team. We've got a PM that sits there. We've got a designer that's there. We've got a developer that's there. We can increase our development via a headcount every 30 days. You can go up and down within a 30-day period. So I think our development outfit is very well organized right now. We have a number of projects on the go, one of them being Yext. Before that was the integration with Eventbrite. We've got some really interesting partnerships and reseller contracts going into place now. And because we have this relationship with NetGuru that we can actually go and increase our development resource quickly mm-hmm. to build out technology products based on commercial demand and need. It means that I'm, I'm very flexible in the market. And 
you know, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to increasing the technology that we deliver into New York uh, with NetGuru. Can you talk a little bit about maybe one or two hurdles that you've overcome over the last five years? There's a number of hurdles. I think fundamentally your organization, any company comes down to how well it's funded, how well it uh, sells its proposition to market. I think direct, you've not got to be ashamed. I think in today's modern tech world, everything's free and it's given away and it's accessible. Um, you, you know, if you were running a normal business, like a hairdresser's or a, a bakery, you just wouldn't give it all away. You wouldn't be in business very long. So it's, I think funding is number one. Uh, number two is having a, a, a business and a product that you can take to market and sell, providing value to your customer base and being not, not ashamed to say that's going to cost something, mm -hmm. allows you to generate revenues and operate as a commercial op a business. And that's a business. Without that, you're dead. Uh, and I think it's without a doubt in my mind, staff, the reason I'm able to sit here today and the reason I'm able to do deals with the likes of Yext here in New York uh, is because I have a fully operating business back in London where my team continue to work very hard to ensure customers are happy, client services operating, sales are occurring, um, you know, the operation as a whole is working and that's down to good quality staff. Mm -hmm. I think you get good staff, you get a, a good product that delivers value and you can sell that to clients and people are happy. Uh, and if you can, on top of that, generate funding in the tech space, I think you that's the secret sauce to, to longevity. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no quick win in tech. I'll pull it up, but there's something on my phone from Steve and Steve Jobs. Let me have a quick look. I'm always collecting quotes. Uh, yeah, I, I love a I love a good quote. Yeah, but there's one I'll I'll read you one. Uh, yeah, Steve Jobs. If you really look closely at most overnight successes, it took a long time, yeah. and I think that's that's very true. Uh, any tech startup that you know of, any technology company that you are aware of, although it feels like they came to market and are just smashing it quickly. Mm -hmm. They've been working very hard for a very long time. And I believe in that. My, my primary is longevity and uh, with the good team, good finances, good products, good people, good client base, we're able to really take uh, a hold of opportunities as they arise. If you'd have told me five years ago, four years ago, we'd be integrated with Yext, a uh, listed $1 billion company, I would have laughed at you. Today, uh, Yext, a one billion listed stock market company, now is valuing our platform and our product and is reselling that across the USA. So for, for us to have Yext uh, believe in our business and to take that to market to their customers, I think that's that's a huge a huge achievement for for, for event. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap up. It was great to have you on the podcast. And what's the best way for someone to learn more about event? And if they want to submit an event, what's the first step? Well, if they're a, if they're a Yex customer, uh, just go and Google uh, app directory. So the Yex app directory is a really uh, easy way if you're a Yex customer to access our service. A couple of clicks and you'll be passing your local events data through to us technically. 
and someone will be in touch to have a chat about you and how we can help. Uh, alternatively, if you go to uh, event and it's spelled com, if you go to event.com and submit an event or register, all of the information about our service is available from inside our account. So it's free to sign up. So feel free to sign up, submit events, and um, we'll pick you up from there. Okay. Well, Richard, congratulations on the new partnership and we look forward to talking further amazing thanks for your time okay so we covered a lot we spoke about integrating SaaS platforms from the business side we also went into best practices of event marketing and then lastly we touched on how to build not only a business but a team and the staff for optimal success so we hope you enjoyed this podcast with richard green from event again that's e-v-v-n-t and be sure to go to martechwiz.com to access the show notes other podcasts as well as links to what we spoke about in the show and there's a lot more content on martech that you should check out so thanks for listening to the martech wiz podcast